Hi, my name is Bopa. And I'm Sully. And today is our first day that we're recording our first podcast. It is called The Gardening of Storytelling. And my hopes with The Gardening of Storytelling is that we are able to be vulnerable and talk about stories that we've experienced in hopes that it can relate to some of what you're going through. And Soli and I are big gardeners. Um, We like to spend a lot of time in there. And while we're in there, we're always reminiscing about things that we remember from our childhood uh, with, you know, parenting, all these things that relate to life in the garden. And that's how I kind of came up with the title. And I'm excited to get started and sharing a lot of our stories. She's super excited, (laughs) y'all. So (laughs) I'm just here uh, to to lean on her and let her be the the showrunner on this. Yeah. So let's, you know, today what we're going to talk about is um, childhood. Um, I want to ask you a few things, Sully. (laughs) There's, I owe, it's crazy because, okay, so a little backstory. Sully and I have been together for 19 years um, and married almost 17 years in July. So for us, you know, like I, I didn't know Sully as a kid, but I always envision him as a kid with the stories he shares with me. And um, look at our kids. And yeah, and then look. And then <laughs> <laughs> when we look at our kids, we have four children. Uh, we have Sullivan that is twelve, no, 13. thirteen. Yeah, thirteen. Maxwell is eleven. Eleven, and then Campbell's ten, and then Valentina is eight. Yes. So we have three boys and then one girl, and it's really interesting to see our children and then see ourselves in our children and then the characteristics that i don't have i'm like oh my god that's my kid you know because then that's actually solely (laughs) like okay now i know how he is as a kid so yeah yeah so for you Sully, what do you remember most about your childhood like three things three ways to describe yourself as a child like (laughs) you want the truth i I want the truth bad (laughs) bad no seriously yes. could, uh, I, I, could, I was right? I was I was, pr- I was probably one of the baddest kids but it had to do with curiosity so I was always curious mm-hmm. and I questioned everything I didn't care what it was authority or rules or yeah you know I was always told you can't do that Are you kidding me I can't do that okay I'm gonna still that. like but, that uh, yeah that too so and then also I would just say that um I was always loyal as a kid. Mm-hmm. I think I was just, I was, anytime I had a, a friend, mm-hmm. um, that was my friend for a long time. Awesome. So, yeah. So loyal, bad. curious, and bad? Yeah, I was bad, man. <laughs> okay, give me some examples of what bad meant to you. Dude, I'm going to give you this one time, um, or a group of us, a group of kids. I was probably five years old, I think. Mm-hmm. And I remember going to the QT that was on the corner of, uh, gosh, I think it was Gar- Guthrie and S- East 14th. And back in the days, there used to be cigarettes that, you know what the candy bars are at right now? And <laughs> it'd literally be like 10 of us, you know, all the neighborhood kids. And we'd all go in there, all 10 of us. And one each kid would go grab a candy bar first or something that we we're going to purchase and then we'd all line up in a single file line. And the last kid would be at the end where the cigarettes are at. 
So as soon as the first kid was buying something, the last kid was taking the cigarettes and passing it up. Oh so by gosh. time the by time the first the the second or third kid got to paying for their stuff, they had cigarettes in their back pocket, oh and they would walk gosh. out. How old were you? I was five, I think, at the time. No but way. I was, yeah, five for sure. I was for sure. I was probably five. We were probably hanging out with like some eight or nine year olds, maybe some ten year olds. So yeah, we get, we got down. Oh. It was it was. I mean, that oh was gosh. probably one of the. As a child. <clears throat> I couldn't picture my kids doing the same thing right now. Oh gosh, no, absolutely mm-hmm. not. But yeah. But you know that it plays like a role in but like those different times. Yeah, because the environment times. is yeah. very different. You, know? you can't do that now. You get in no. trouble, go to whatever juvenile yeah. hall. I mean, back very then they like if they caught us, which they did catch us eventually. Like, oh, those kids were good. Yeah. But then they caught us. And you mm. and back then too, like I felt like um, our parents didn't have a lot of. Uh, resources to put us in activities where like now right. our kids are busy all the time. I don't, they don't have time to go like, do oh, right. Things, right. I mean, it's because my parents were always working yep. and you know, we just didn't have the resources as kids mm-hmm. to be able to be in activities or yeah. things of that nature. It just wasn't there. It's di- yeah. again, it's different times. I don't expect our kids to ever have to do that, nor would I want them to do that. <laughs> I mean, I'd be, they'd be catching some ass whoopings for me, but let's talk about you. What would you, what would you say? Three. Oh, three things about things me as, about a you as a kid. Um, I was shy, scared, and a probably protector. I think I've, uh, that's yeah. So, uh, and it kind of, pretty I mean, much on the opposite of me. Very, very opposite of you. I was really scared of everything. I remember being scared walking on the bridge to go to the uh, the Asian market with my mom because she didn't drive. And we would go, um, we lived on a, uh, it was Harding Road at the time and we would drive, we would walk to the market. Yeah. We would have to cross the bridge over 235 mm. and I was scared shitless. Like, like it gave me butterflies. Like it made me anxious, but I didn't know what it was. And I just remember like them, like never consoling me. Just, they would just take me, you know? And I'm like, <laughs> Asian you, parents. Know? Yeah, you know, and then, and then it also translated to when we would be in our car and we'd go over the, the bridge too. Right. I would also get those butterfly stomachs like feeling, and I didn't know what it was and no one again consoled me. So when Valentina, remember when we used to get a preschool on that ramp on yep. 235 near East yeah. and every time we'd go on there, she would like <gasps> panic and then she would get so scared and she would hold us, you know, but I understood her because I had those same exact feelings as a little girl, you mm. know? So it's just interesting to be able to understand what I went through but at the time like no one was trying to console me at all right. <laughs> um and being scared of like cops you know like I was so scared of those lights <laughs> like I know, very opposite of you but like we had a house fire and I remember the cops came and I just I, I didn't want to talk to nobody they had to interview us and I didn't feel comfortable talking to a police officer because it was or, authority yeah I mean, authority yeah. anybody in uniform I was really really nervous you know yeah. so um and then protector I think um because I have lots of nieces and nephews I had older siblings that were always getting in trouble and so for me I always felt like the need to come and protect them and like stand up for them even though I got my ass whoop in the middle of it you know but that's I, I would say those three things would definitely define who I was as a kid mm, yeah it's interesting uh-huh yeah I, I never I never would have thought um the protector part but yeah I get it I get it yeah. and I can see it 
there's, I mean, I can remember like a story, you know, like, okay, going back, like being a children of immigrants, right? Our parents didn't know a lot of things that we went through, you yeah. know, as, um, as, as new kids going and, you know, living in America. Like when I think back to like kindergarten, for instance, um, before kindergarten, I didn't even know English, you know? And I remember yeah. my brother, <laughs> when my brother came home from school, he's two years older than me. He'd come home and he'll start speaking English, teaching us what he like learned. And I remember like, what the hell? It, it sounded like this. Yeah, it does. And I remember yeah. trying to like do the same thing he was doing. Yep. So it's me, Pana and Sam. Those are my niece and nephew that lived with us. And I, w- we would, pretend to talk to each other and be like blah, 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 because that's what I actually told on Mock and Moy one time by the way that's my brother and sister and I was a kid and did the same thing they were talking in English and I was like what are you guys talking yeah and they started laughing so I was like I'm gonna go tell my mom <laughs> these fools are talking gibberish yes. in this house and I was like uh okay yeah. Let me go tell my mom. And literally, not until later when I realized, ah, they were speaking English. English. Yes. Because so, yeah. my native language is Khmer. And so yeah. that's what I learned, you know? And for me, like a little backstory on that. So I'm the youngest of eight kids, and I'm the only one born in the United States. And so. Um, in our household, the rule was that you spoke Cambodian uh, in the house and then you could speak English outside the house, you mm-hmm. know? And so that's how um, I'm able to know the language. It's not the greatest, but I, I do, I understand it quite a bit and I can speak it, you know, I can hold a conversation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just going back to my childhood regarding having parents that are immigrants, you know, they just didn't know the the lifestyle of like what life is like in America because where they went to work they worked with other immigrants you know right. so they weren't um, uh, exposed to what other cultures were like for us as children of immigrants we go to school we go to church we go to all these things that exposes us to a different environment than what we're used to inside our home and I think that is where my curiosity started like you know um, and one thing that I always wanted to be was white, mm. you know, and I didn't understand at the time why I want to be a white person, you know, um, but that was re- I remember that feeling so much. But now that I'm older, it wasn't that I wanted to be white, but I didn't know how to translate it. I think you're trying to say like more you're trying to be submerged in the American, American culture because right? yeah. we're so used to watching certain things yes. on TV and whatnot. Yeah. Yes. I would watch TV and I'm yeah. like, wait, their parents talk to them. Why can't I talk to my parents? You yeah. know, and that's part of the reason why I want to start to this, start to start this podcast is to be able to inspire um, people that don't have that um, the ability to have those conversations within their own families. Yeah. I want it to be where you feel comfortable and who's going to break the ice in doing that. You know, someone has to, right? Yeah. I think it takes a different uh, generation to, you know, to try to take the lead into this because yeah. we are, um, you know, first generation, I'd say per se Americans. Yeah. Uh, when you talk about our parents being immigrants and yeah. having the capability to relate, well, like you said, kind of going back, we have older parents and having older siblings. These are all able for allowing us to relate and go back and discuss some of these things that we talk about, right? Yeah. And to be able to be open up and say, hey, you know what? Let us let us discuss some of these things so that we can better educate not only our children, mm-hmm. but the people around us to really dig deep into themselves and say, yeah. hey, you know, we could do this. We could talk about this and it's okay. We're not going to get 
you know. Or Aspie. Yeah, I think it Aspie. <laughs> because it, back then, like, it's cr- crazy when you think about um, the Asian culture. It was normal to get, like, beatings. Like, if you did something, <laughs> you know, like, that was normal. Yeah, it was normal. Very normal. Yeah, so I remember, like, my brother, he's nine years older than me. And he played soccer on his high school team. And his friend's dad would always come over to kind of, like, you know, have conversations with my parents. I remember one day, I don't know what the beef was about, but my brother and my mom and my dad, they got at it. And um, I think my mom came after him, right? I remember just diving right in there. I pushed my mom aside. I was like, don't touch him. And then I remember getting hit. And you're brave. Oh, I I did that for a lot in my family. I can remember so many incidents where that, that's where I mean by the protector, you know, or like if someone's getting in trouble, I'm always like, but you don't even understand. I, you don't have no idea what they're going through. And of course, in the Asian culture, talking back, you know, like that is disrespect, right? There was no protection in our house. If one got an ass whooping, everybody got an ass whooping. (laughs) See, yeah. And so I, yeah, so growing up, I always felt like, you know, I just observed a lot and um, been able to just really, really see my family dynamic. And then as I've gotten older, to be able to analyze it and come to an understanding of why my family is the, you know, why they are the way they are, you know, and I have a lot more compassion um, from it because I can see that um, they come from a place of hurt, a place of trauma. There's a lot of things that um, I couldn't understand. I remember them trying to tell me stories and I'm over here like, yo, we've been living in America forever. Like I didn't realize that when I was in kindergarten, that my family's only been here for a few years. I mean, think about it. They were, they came in December of 81. I was born in 83, Yep. you know, so like to be and like, and then when I go to school, I'm seeing all these people. I'm like, well, why are we, why are we so different? I don't get it. You know, like, and I didn't know that there was another country they came from. I didn't right. know what that country was. Right. You know, I thought that this is just our house. Like this is where we've always lived, you know? Um, well, yeah, so, I mean, you don't know any better. No. It's just like the kids. They think internet's everywhere. Right? <laughs> they don't know any better. <laughs> they really don't. They grew up, they grew up in the world where internet was already existing. It's part of their life. It's part of their life, you know. Wi-Fi. Yeah. Yeah. So just taking myself back to my childhood, um, just not understanding where our families came from. Like, Mm -hmm. I know they tried their best to teach us, but I couldn't take myself there. I had no idea what they were talking. I was actually, actually, I mean, actually, I was actually really confused. So my mom had me at 43 years old, Mm -hmm. okay? So my dad was 48, Mm -hmm. okay? So growing up, I had all these people around me. I have five older sisters that they're eight, like the oldest one is 26 years older than I am. And it seemed like they could be my mom. Like Mm -hmm. I felt like I had five, no, I had six moms. No, five moms. I have four sisters and then- um, my mom. You got old siblings. Yes. And then I had three brothers, one that is um, older with my sisters. And then I had mm-hmm. one that's nine years older. And then one that is two and a half years older than me. Right. So like at the time when I was like, before I started school, I was like, gosh, who's my mom? I don't know which one my mom <laughs> is because my mom was older. Right? right. And then also we, she took in my niece and my nephew. So my niece, mm-hmm 
is one year younger than me, Pana. And then my nephew, Sam, he's my age. We're only a month and a half apart. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see their mom around. You know, I only saw, so I thought they were my siblings, you know? Yep. So I, and I couldn't grasp, like, and then there's this girl that would come visit. I didn't know who that was. That was my sister. That was my nieces and nephew's mom, right. you know? And so it was just really confusing. And then I had, then my sisters would come visit because they lived, one lived in Arizona, the other two lived in Seattle. So when they came to Iowa to visit, I was like, who are these people? Yeah, because you didn't even grow up with them, with them right? I didn't I mean, know them. When you, think about, when you think about that, it's like you knew only your parents. Mm-hmm. Same, the same way that I, th- I think, the only people that were living in my house were, I think three of my siblings that I knew were my siblings. The other ones I felt were just like you said, like a mom or a dad. An uncle. Yeah, or an uncle. I mean, li- literally, I'd go to school. Like, who's that? I don't know. There's just somebody who takes care of me. <laughs> Isn't that crazy to right. think about? Like, dude, my brother is 63. How, how old is your dad now? 64 years old. That's crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, that's my oldest brother. And, dude, and you are... God, what am I? Forty one. Forty one. Oh shoot! Yeah. So I mean, we're we're talking about a huge difference huge, in age, right? Yeah. So it is really, really crazy. And I remember, like, anywhere I went, I would assess my environment, you know. And so, like, when people at school would like, I have two, I have two brothers, I have three, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, fuck, I have a lot. I gotta, I gotta like eliminate some of them. <laughs> like, so I would start lying, like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would like I would leave the five oldest out because I'm like they're too far out. Because you're embarrassed. I, I you have embarrassed. no idea, right? Yes. You're embarrassed. You're just kind of because I was so different, yeah. you know. And so then I just only included um, Soka and Soka Kiri. Yeah. I was like I have two brothers, and I would leave it like that. And so long. So if I if I lied to you, I am so sorry. I really do have a lot more siblings. <laughs> and uh, but again, it's like the identity crisis. Like you you yeah. lose you lose sight of who you are because you are different, yeah. and you don't know what you don't know. You know, yeah. and like and my family, they would always I would I I would I would always ask questions. I remember my family laughing because yeah. I was like, well, who's my mom? Who's my grandma? Mm-hmm. All my friends had grandmas, but I didn't have one. Yeah. So I took my mom and was like, that's my grandma. Yeah. I, I think after a while, <clears throat> like me, I, I've always knew like my grandma was my grandma. She took care of me. You know, she, my mom was always working. I knew my mom was mom because we discussed it in the house. It'd be like, I'm your grandma. Yeah. And that's your mom, but you stay with me because those are probably questions as kids you ask quite often. Like, Hey, what do you, you know, you, you go through those things. Yeah. Uh, but it's just like our kids with your mom living with us, yeah. you know, they know that that's grandma, even though grandma feeds her and feeds them and does all this stuff, but you still grow that adaption where you're like, you're, you know, you're close to them in a way, mm-hmm. but we're, we explain it more differently now, now that we have the knowledge, Yes, you know, but I, I can say that my, I was very close to my grandma, but I knew she was my grandma, you know, at one, she's still my second mom, you know, yeah. she still took care of me. She still fed and cared for me, Yeah, did a lot of things for me, but you know, and then as you go older, you still start to realize, hey, this is my grandma and this is my mom. But I think at a young age, yes, you do kind of get that mixed up and, you know, go down that road where you kind of have an identity crisis. But yeah, I would I would say overall for me, I 
experienced the same thing, but in a way where we discussed it a lot. And I knew that that was my grandma. Yeah. Um, See, and I felt like my family, they joked a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they read stories like, so I, you know, Cambodians were normally known to be a little darker, a darker skin out of all the Asians, right? And, um, but my family's a little bit lighter skinned, um, except my brother Soka. So he's dark skinned. Mm-hmm. And I remember asking, why is he dark Skin pigment dark yeah 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 like pigment yeah his pigment was dark i was like why is he so dark you know i couldn't understand it as a kid i was i, I actually was very curious but i was more curious about people you know not about yeah. things but about people and um my mom so my mom and dad made it the story that his mom lives in california and they put him in the garbage and they found him and i remember just crying my eyes out like do they like they, i was so gullible as a kid and even now as an adult because i was so sheltered and we'll talk about that later. Shit, but my brothers and sisters did that to me, and I, we didn't even have an alley. And they'd be like, "We found you in the alley." I was like, "We don't even have an alley." So you knew that they yeah, were lying. Liars. See, for me, I was just like, I believed everything my family told me, and I think maybe that's why I have my sense of humor now because it, we were raised on a bunch of jokes, you know, and every everything was always light. And um, so, yeah, so maybe that's why I'm funny. <laughs> <laughs> You're pretty funny. What else you got? Uh, yeah, what else well, is going on? Well, I was just thinking about our childhood about about um I was just thinking about how different we grew up. Yeah. And um and how it that takes us to like how we show up in our relationship today. So, or even just ourselves today, right? Like how would you describe yourself now? Like how would you um, the three characteristics that you would describe yourself. Bad, <laughs> bad. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Um, I don't know. I, I would say that um, I've had a lot of life experiences mm-hmm. because I was a bad kid. Yeah. Um, so I went through a lot of things in my life early in age. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say that just having life experience in general has helped and allowed me to be the person I am today because I've experienced so much, with, whether it be, you know, whatever relationship you know <sighs> problems with yeah you because you, know, you are a, you're a wealth of knowledge and i've always said that like even though we're only a year apart i've always said that we f- i feel like we're 15 years apart you know um again because of where we come from like you were out on the streets like you were discovering you were exploring yeah i was so sheltered i lived a very in a very strict household and so um when I got together with you, you opened my eyes to a lot of things. Like, I was like, what the... F-? What was this supposed to mean? A lot of things. A lo- just a lot of things. A lot of things I didn't know, you know? So all of my life, people would always say that I was ditzy. Oh, my God, that's Bopa. Like, she's as Bopa-isms, you know? But in reality, I just didn't have that exposure to even understand these things, you know? And yeah. so, like, it, it, it's just... It, it's kind of crazy to even think about that. Like, where we come from and what we're exposed to sometimes limits us to our growth you know and our discovery absolutely absolutely agree with that so yeah but anyway so what are what's three things that how would you describe yourself in three different characteristics today i would say today um i'm still loyal i'd say that's one of my i would agree i'd say that's actually one of my strength qualities and also one of my bad qualities because sometimes i don't know how to let go of things that need to be let go because mm-hmm. I'm too loyal to yeah. it. 
I'm loyal to the idea or I'm loyal to people. what it's brought to me, you mm-hmm. know, for people, everything. And yeah. Just having loyalty can be good and bad in some ways, right? Yeah. Um, I guess I'd say I'm definitely a self-starter. There's yes. things that don't allow, I don't allow a lot of things to get in my way. And I mean, whatever the reason being outside effect, I just don't allow it to enter my space. Yeah. Um, whatever it is that I'm trying to get accomplished is normally going to get You're zoned in. Yes. yes. You're very, very zoned in. Like we work from home and you can not even hear a thing from anybody. And like for me, I get so distracted so fast, you know? Yeah, I wouldn't say, yeah, there's not a lot of things that can distract me if I'm if I'm really zoned in. If I really want to get something done, I can yeah. do it, right? So, and yeah, I mean, if you're hearing this, then, and I have an answer, a text message from two months ago, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, zoned in. <laughs> I'm zoned in, so. Yeah. And then I would say, um, most recently, uh, I, I can't even think of a third one. I mean, give me that question again. Three characteristics, how you describe yourself. Um, I already said loyal. I've already said go-getter. And um, I'd say as I'm coming into age now, I'm really just coming to the the consensus of myself of like just being present. Um, Again, the zone-in thing, that's kind of a good and bad thing because... It's, it's always a double-edged sword when you talk about strengths, right, to me. Yeah. It could be good at times, yeah. but it could be bad at times. I mean, yeah, that balance and, like, being able to have that, um, to know, like you said, know when to let go, know when to keep things, you know, and... Yes, um, there's, yeah. I mean, again, so that's, that's kind moderation. of... moderation. That's kind of what um, I look at is every strength has a weakness. Yeah. And if you understand that, that every strength is a weakness as well. Yeah. Um, the more and more you can find Gen- yourself and yeah. say, okay, I can adjust when I need to adjust. Yes. So I would say this third characteristic of me is uh, learning that this last part of my life is that what I feel is trying to find that balance. Yeah. And I'm starting to see that more in me where I can say, you know what? That's me your doing body's something telling, wrong. Or your body's telling you, you know what? You're not 20 years old anymore. Yeah. You need you need an end time. Because as far as, as long as I've known you, like he has no end time to work. Like whatever you do, it's like the moment you get up, you go straight into it and then you don't turn it off until night, you There's know? There's no such thing as time. <laughs> so yeah, I think, and now you're just like, gosh, my body can't handle it. I hear you say that because we do home renovations too. Yeah. You used to do a lot of it yourself. Now you may still do a lot yourself, but I think you have a time limit. Like you're not there all night. You're not pulling an all nighter, you know, like you actually stop. But the one thing that you have yeah. not learned to do is um, eat. Give your, give yourself that time to eat. You you're know? right. I'm hungry right now. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think like feel, you know, knowing to feel your body. Yep. When you're feeling depleted or low on energy, I think that's important. Taking breaks, yeah. I yeah. think that's important. I mean, from anything, like, see, and then there's me, I cannot focus. And so I'm taking yeah. breaks constantly, you yeah. know? It's good to take breaks. I mean, I think growing up, that's just, you're not learn. at least for me, I've always been the shortest. I've always been the smallest. I've always been all these little yeah. things, right? I'm always the littlest. I and mean, they call that little man syndrome, right? So, <laughs> short man syndrome. Yeah, short man syndrome. It's the truth because you're always last, right? Everybody's always 
making you to be like, you can't, you're not good enough. Yeah. So the only way to, to get ahead is to, to do prove, more. And to prove yourself. And yeah, to prove to yourself that I am more, I am better, I am faster, I'm at all these things, right? And mm-hmm. as you continue to do those things, it just becomes second nature. Now it's second nature. As yeah. I don't think about it. You yeah. want, if you say, hey, I can run 10 miles faster than you, I, ha- I can't even, s- in my mind, I'm always thinking in my head, like, oh, okay. That's a challenge. That's a challenge. Accepted. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm with it. Uh-huh. And so that's even me talking to myself. Like, yeah. even if I wake up in the morning, I'm like, oh, I, you can't do that. Oh, what? I can't do that? Who said I can't do that? <laughs> quit playing. Uh, so, but yeah. yeah. What about you? Ah, oh, gosh. What am I today? I don't know what What's I am What's going on in your life today? Well, today, I would say that I'm a very compassionate person. I, um, I'm, I'm very... Um, and a very emotional person. And so for me, trying to learn how to balance that and control my emotions, um, because I have a hard time reeling that in, you know? So if I'm feeling something majorly, I am like, it, I mean, tears are flowing, you know, like, you know me. It's yeah. just like, it's unstoppable. I'm sure a lot oh. of people will get to know you are on those this podcast kids? soon. Are those our kids? <laughs> Should I yell at them real quick? You got to send a text message. I sent it to them. <laughs> Sorry, this is a. Or you'd be like, shut your ass up. <laughs> can, I, can I can I call out to them? Would, would it be okay? Yeah. Okay. Hey guys, we're recording. We need you guys to be quiet because we can hear everything. Can't even fart. We can hear you <laughs> fart. Sorry, guys. That was uh I knew that was going to happen. We can't really get rid of our kids during during a recording. So, all right, um, continue. But yeah, so compa- I would say I'm compassionate. Um, I am. I agree. What else am I? I'm a loyal person too. Like I, I, I stick with things for a very long time. Well, some some things, but like mm. loyal to people. That's like the one thing that I feel. Um, that I'm really good at. And then I think I'm learning, actually, I'm not great at yet, but I'm beginning to, is um, giving myself time. Yeah. Like that is something, I just started this about December of last year. So um, giving myself time because I've always, in my, the way that I grew up, I was always taught to care for others, put others first and being a mom of four children and being the youngest of, you know, of eight kids and the one that knows the most and a lot of nieces and nephews, when things arise in life, they come to me, you know, and I feel like it is my duty to be able to provide that support or do the things for them, but not realizing that sometimes I don't have that in me and learning to be able to have those boundaries and being able to put myself first so I can be a better mom, a better daughter, a better sister, all these things. Um, because I caught myself a lot, like lately was, I would flip out. Like I've overextended myself and every, and then every which corner, someone needed something from me, you know? Mm-hmm. So guess who got the wrath of it? Like you and the kids, you know, like it just, and my mom, because she I paid no attention us. to the wrath. <laughs> I don't let that shit bother me. Yeah. But I didn't like the way I was feeling. And so like, for me, I made a change where I was like, okay, where's my energy at? 
You know, my energy was in the morning. So then I started waking up early in the morning before I would wake up and I'll lay in bed because I'm like, oh, God, it's too early. Like, I, I, I don't know what to do. So now I get up and I go straight to working out. I give myself that time. I come back and I read and no one's here. Every, well, everyone's here, but there's- I used to wake up like and see it like this. Yes. I was on the phone and just scrolling. Yeah, maybe like right here. Because I'm blind. Like, what is she doing, dude? I'm so blind. And my eyes would be like this because of the screen would be Get so- your ass up and go do something then. Why are you laying here? Your arm- She's always complained about her arm hurting. I was like, you know why your arm hurts? <laughs> You're holding a goddamn phone- and your arm is hurting because you're holding oh the phone too gosh. much. So I just started getting up and I started doing stuff for myself. And oh my goodness, has it changed my life? Like, yes, it, it, it has been so amazing. And this is partly why the podcast has even started too. I wanted to be more of a doer, you know, and not of a dreamer. I've been a dreamer all my life. And so doing the things that I dream about to become a reality has been something that I didn't think I could ever do. But what it, what I needed to do was take care of myself first before me to be able to see all my potential. I have so much potential. Well, I think people yeah. don't do things because they're afraid of what the hell no, someone's thinking, thinking or what's going to happen. I don't care about that no more. Like I don't, or the fear Good. of like a failing or what is everyone else going to think about this? You know, Good. not everyone's doing this, but I've come to realize that I've been different all my life and I got to like use that to my advantage, right? And I th- cares what anybody thinks. I know. It took me a long time. When I first started dating yeah. you, remember, you, again, from where you come from, you never care what anyone thought of you. How could all. I? I? grew up with shit. <laughs> I always. <laughs> I couldn't think about it. I didn't care what anybody thought. I had no choice. Yeah, and I, I had always, no choice what anybody thought about me. And I had a lot of choices. You know and so I mean? therefore, for yeah. me, it was like everyone was in my life, whether they are neighbors, whether they are in the community, whether it is a family member, everyone had an opinion yeah. about me. And I felt like I had to live up to it. So then as I've gotten older, I realized I'm just a people pleaser. Yeah. I didn't please myself. I pleased everyone else. That's, you know, that's the problem with society in general, yeah. right? People always want to judge. Yeah, you know, before even judging themselves. Like, but when you have no yes. choice, literally, I had no coat. If I didn't have a coat, like I had to go to the lost and found. What was I gonna do? figure something out and no I went to the lost and found yeah. and I couldn't I didn't care and if it, it, I had mismatching gloves yeah. or a hat let's be, let's keep it real here you know what yeah. I mean like there was no choice so yeah. as you learn that as a child that I couldn't make a choice so yeah. either you like me or you don't and it explains so. why you are a problem solver because you solved problems yourself since you were little yeah, you, have you no know choice like with me I lived in a village of family members every like again everyone yeah. had an opinion everyone was supporting each other so like it didn't leave me any ability to problem solve on my own someone's coming to rescue the day you know and we'll talk about that even more in some of the other podcasts that will um discuss about who we are today yeah um but yeah it, it is interesting when you dig a little deeper into where your childhood stems from and who you are today mm-hmm. and who you will become later too you know being able to identify those things that makes you who you are yeah can really help you know grow you in in ways that you never even saw exist, you know, like I always say I'm a late bloomer. I'm a very late bloomer. And, you know, like in the garden, I mean, think about all the flowers that, you know, that we plant and you think about which ones come in the, in the springs that comes in the summer that comes in the, the fall. 
they all have different growth rates, but they all become beautiful flowers, you yeah. know? And I think that for me, I've learned that everyone's growing at different rates, different paces, and and different routes too, you know? We're not all going the same way. And that's the beautiful discovery of it, you know? And I love, love looking back into my childhood and thinking about all the people in my childhood and where they are today, mm-hmm. it's the coolest thing. Like yeah. Because we're all in different places in our lives. But when we get together, dude, it's yeah. like we were ne- we were never like ever separated. We were we we're still kids and we crack up about the same things, you know. Like a lot of us really, I mean, who we are when we were little, we are still the same, you know. Yeah, a lot of it, a lot of core. it you keep. I mean, the zebra mm-hmm. doesn't change its stripes, right? So I mean, that's yeah. kind of how some things that you learn as you grow, as you yeah. grow. And again, everything is like you said, nobody is in the same spot. My mm-hmm. life is not your life, your life is not my life. No. Same with you and I. We're yeah. not Oh my gosh, we're, we're in different ways. Different we're do two different lives yeah and it's we so happen to make it work in a relationship in a partnership that we have as a husband and wife yeah and um as parents yeah and i think that um if you can understand that and be less judgmental of each other then can you really be open to what the hell is going on in your life yes and being truthful to yourself right so that you can help grow because without being truthful to who you are You'll never grow. You'll be living yeah. in a life where you're, you're living about other, what somebody yeah, else. You're is living thinking. for other people yeah. when you need to be living for yourself. You know, either you and like I, me or you don't. Yeah, and I you love, love you. Love me or you don't. Yeah, and I love you. I'm gonna be the badass. Yeah, <laughs> child. Uh, so when no, your I'm kids decide to be badasses, and, and you know what, and, and I and I have been giving them. That's the thing about my yeah. kids. <laughs> I have been given more options because here's the yes. thing: you want to, you want to be, you want to, you want to be a little unruly. Hey, I'm gonna let you make that option, but accept <laughs> oh the consequences gosh. that come with it, right? And that's what I'm really focusing on these days is with the kids. Yeah, it's like, hey, dude, you have an option: you want to do this or you want to do that. But I'm gonna let you know each one has its own consequences. Yeah, whether your life goes this way or that way, and it, the more and more I give them those options, I'm loving it because here's the thing. I, they already know the outcome. Yeah. So they they tell me, oh, you know what? I should have went the other way. Exactly. Now I'm giving you. I'm giving them their own choice, their yeah. own free thinking, their own free will. I'm not thinking for them. Like, hey, hey. don't jump off that uh that tree. <laughs> You're gonna break your arm, right? They already now. I just put a thought in their head that they might yes. break their arm. So instead, I'm like, go ahead. You want to jump off that tree? You'll find out what happens. And I did that a and lot so. with our oldest, you know, Sullivan. Yeah. And I think that's the reason why he's a little bit more cautious. But now he's starting to change and shift a little bit because he is 13. Yeah. So yesterday we were going to our neighbor's um, son's okay. birthday. He's two years old, you know, and um, the three youngest wanted to go. And then our oldest was like, well, I've really... I really don't want to go. And I was like, are you sure? It's like, it's, it's his birthday. It's his second birthday, you know? And like, for me growing up, I had no choice. Like if my parents are doing fundraising somewhere, I I have to go. If I attend anything with them, I'm sitting right next to them. There was no like, go find friends. There's none of that shit, you know? And so for me yesterday, I I caught myself doing this. I'm like, are you sure? Like everyone's going to be there, you know? And he's like, he looks at me, he's like, dad said I have choices. And I go, yeah, dad did say you have choices. And he goes, and I I really don't feel like going to a two-year-old's birthday. He goes, but I do like him. Uh And he goes, now I feel kind of bad. And I was like, no, don't feel bad. I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I was just wanting to make sure like your answer is, I made him second guess. What's great is this, 
He's got his own free choice. I so know. if he does feel bad, but then now I made, he knows like he made that choice. Now he's gonna be like, okay, maybe that those choices make me feel bad and I shouldn't feel that way or yeah. or I should feel but that I, way. Yeah, right? because like, I, I probably made him second guess. I'm like, are you sure you don't want to go? Like yeah. everyone's gonna be there, you know? And he was just like, mm, yeah. just I just don't want to go. And that, you know, again, every day when I'm interacting with the kids and I talk to you and I'm like, I'm learning so much about parenting. There's no handbook on it, you know? And I always just take nope. myself back to like my siblings, right? Like with us right. having older siblings and then having a lot of nieces and nephews that are close in our age, we've seen the outcome, right? Yep. So we've been blessed with having that as our advantage, you know, because before I used to be so embarrassed of my older siblings and mm-hmm. and then having to explain to people why my niece and nephews are my age, like <laughs> I, it's just embarrassing, you know? And now it's like, I look at it and the beauty of it all is that they gave me so much life lessons, wisdom, life experiences that I could not pay to have from anyone. No. And this is the reason why, again, why I wanted to start this podcast, to be able to share it with people. Yep. So that way, if they're going through it, they know what, what we've you know right. attempted. I mean, and you were eight years old and you were... Um, you're literally translating oh my gosh, yes. colonoscopy. Yes. <laughs> you know, like, like, that's just what it was. So, like, oh so you know gosh. about sh- shit that as a child, yes. you know, you're doing things that most people weren't doing. But that's why yes. you see a lot of, you know, children of immigrants yes. have a little bit more information just for the fact that they are doing the yes. go in between for their parents and for their siblings. Even their community. And, I remember yeah. going for my sister to one of her um, pregnancy appointments and I was like, oh my gosh, they're talking about, uh, you know, down there and private parts. And I'm like, I don't even talk like that to my siblings, you know, but like having to explain that to them at such an, I mean, eight years old, you know, things like that. It, it really changes your perspective. And at the time when I'm doing it, I never once thought how unnormal that was. Right. But now that I'm here, God, that, that doctor must've think thought, Oh my God. What defines what's normal though, right? Yes, so, we don't so. know what normal is, right? And <laughs> your normal just, is not my normal. So yes. everybody's normal is different. And our, that's yeah. what sh- that's what makes perspective exactly. so yep. beautiful, right? Yep. Because your life experiences is going to give you a whole different perspective. And I love, love, love that. Mm. Because I know when I first met you, um, you told me you had older parents. Yep. And I've never met anyone that was my age that held older parents. Like everyone had young parents like that were my siblings age. Right. So I, it wasn't that I couldn't connect with them, but it was always like, oh gosh, if you came and met my parents, like they're going to like grandparents. And then I meet you and then, I, and then you told me you had older siblings. You know, I was like, oh my gosh. Like I'm always looking for signs in life, <laughs> and right there I was like, "He, I'll marry him." <laughs> so it's, you do believe in a lot of s- signals in life. Oh my gosh, they're everywhere. <laughs> I feel like signs are just everywhere. So yeah, I, I think we we both have different philosophies of that, but that's your philosophy, and I I appreciate that because yeah. it does try to bring some people who believe. Um, that you can control a little bit of your life and that uh, you have the capability of, you know, making things that you want happen. Again, going back to the doer things, right? Yeah. Uh, If you focus on doing and um, making things happen, then... Or just even positive thoughts. I mean, think about it. Think about all the things that we could have been so ungrateful for, Mm -hmm. but they all turn out to be so beautiful in such a positive um, 
light because of you know, just the way that we trained our minds to think, you know, yeah. and the people that we're surrounded by, all those things matter, you yeah, know, so. For sure. Yeah, so. What else you got going on in your life? <sighs> Gosh, I don't know. To, what do you need to discuss? I don't know. What do you guys have? What I got have some topics, yeah. Okay. Like, um, so. Um, by the way, this is uh, my nephew. <laughs> it's a family business. Family Richard's business. on the mic right now. Um, okay, so um, there's this TikTok that's been going viral. It's a, a girl from Singapore. I don't know if you guys seen this. She went viral for um, buying a $60 a bag, and she uh, called it uh, luxury. So a lot of people are, you know, they're trying to clown on her, saying that's not a luxury purse. Uh, so I was wondering, what, what what's your oh guys' reaction? Oh, my gosh. You know what's crazy? I've been thinking about this a lot lately, about what luxury used to mean to me. And what luxury means now. Luxury used to mean brand designs and all that stuff and all material things like high-end things, right? And honestly, luxury is things that you cannot buy, right? That's luxury to me. So like it's a thought. When they say the thought that counts, yeah, it yeah. really true to me that is luxury because when you think about things that you cannot buy or the meaning behind gifts or the meaning behind anything it doesn't matter if it came from Louis Vuitton or if it came from Target. Someone thought of you. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen this. Oh yeah, it was, but, it was from her father and she was trying to explain like, yeah, um, you know, we, we grew up poor. Yes. So you guys oh, want to yeah. understand. So it went viral. I guess the, the company yeah. actually, they, they invited her, her and her father for a tour. Of their yeah. company. Oh, so that's kind of cool. I love that. No, I think that's super cool because yeah. again, it goes back to perspective, right? Perspective. When you grow up with yeah. nothing, I mean, literally, yes. When I say it depends on what nothing, nothing is too, because right? Everybody's on a different scale of like nothing. When you mm -hmm. say nothing, do you have any running water? Yes. Do you have to walk this? Everybody has a different perspective of nothing, right? And and again, it's all in what you're living your life. Your life, everybody's life is different. Yeah. And if you can accept that, right, and you can be in that essence of understanding, like, hey, this this little this girl is saying that this is luxury and that's okay because in her perspective that is luxury yeah. and it may not be to somebody else and they're to each their own opinion so the person who says hey that's not luxury that's their opinion let yeah. them let, let them think what they want to think that's not right or, or wrong, wrong right? Right? right same thing with me you know to me if that's an empowerment for her or for somebody else to hear her story and if other people everybody has their own opinion and at yeah. the end of the day it's what you feel and what you do if you to yeah. me, if I feel a certain way, I don't care what you feel. Yeah. I feel this way yeah. and I don't care what you feel. I don't care. You yeah. know, like that's just how I feel. And being someone like myself that can yeah. see all kinds of different perspectives of people's lives. Um, I see beauty in that. You know, like I can see where she comes from, you know, because I remember when I was sporting like uh, it was like this purse that my mom got me when I was little and I took such pride in it. So when we had a house fire and I was little. I, didn't, I, I went and saved that freaking purse. I went and grabbed that purse and I, I I loved on it, you know, but I'm sure it was like probably only $5. But when we, when my parents didn't buy us anything and they bought us that one thing, I fucking took pride in it. And then as I got older and started just spoiling myself and getting whatever I wanted, I didn't take pride in those things. I would throw it here, throw it there. And now that I'm back into, like I'm not fogged up anymore, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I didn't take, I took that for granted, right? Like I now I'm in a different place in my life where I can't afford certain things, you know, and I, 
I want to take myself back to when I had nothing, you know, and to really understand what that means and appreciate. Well, yeah, I think people yeah. appreciate um, a lot more when you actually earn it, right? Yes. I mean, it's in anything you do. Think about someone who works out. Yes. You go to the gym every day. You get on the treadmill or you lift weights and yeah. then you see your body change and then you, yeah. you, people start to compliment you. Yeah. It, again, those are you are coming from a sense of your own self-worth because you're doing something for yourself and you're starting yeah. to see people, you know, not take only notice people or, take notice, yeah. but you take notice, right? Yeah. You so feel. again, you feel that you've done it. Now, if you just get on some steroids and get jacked up and you don't really have to change your habit of eating or working out as much. And you, you're just going to take those movie muscles for granted. Right. And it just, it, it, that's just how this life works. Yeah. When you save up your own money, um, to buy, you take a lot of pride in it. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, obviously a lot of people feel the same way cause that's what you, I mean, that's what you'll see online or that's what you'll see what people discuss or talk about. Um, but you also have to look at us from people who don't, who do come from more and come for, yeah, come for more opportunity where, yeah. you know, is given things. And yeah. some of them do feel the same way and some yeah. of them can recognize that and some yeah. of them don't. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's all kinds of ways to look at things. There's always, again, we go back to perspective all yeah. the time. And it just yeah. reminds me, we're realtors mm -hmm. and, it's crazy because when we go look at some houses, you know, um, I always say this, you know, because, you know, sometimes in certain price points, they're like, well, this doesn't have this or this doesn't have that. And I always take myself back. Well, like, who is the buyer? Like, are they coming from an apartment? You know, are they immigrants or who are they? Right. And like for me, growing up in the hood, I had an older house. So when people didn't want to live in certain sides of town, to me, it was an upgrade yeah. because I came from the hood yeah. so if i came to the south side this is an upgrade yo like i like i'm i'm appreciative of it you know but someone that grew up maybe on the south side all yeah. their life are like oh they can't wait to get out of here well that was the same feeling that i couldn't wait to get out of the yeah. hood you know because i was dreaming of that land of like beautifulness or yeah. opportunities you know but then once you arrive to that spot you start to realize that it's not it's how you make of it. It's all it's not, the same. Yeah, it's all the same. Yeah, it's it perspective. really is. It's perspective. Yeah. It goes so. back to that, right? It's interesting. It goes back to that yeah. same thing. It's like, okay, what, how do you see this and how do you view it? Yeah. You know, I as a real estate agent, I personally have different views in regards to like what my job is for, you know, being an advocate for my buyer or seller. I'm saying, yeah. hey, in this price point, normally this is what you see, even though yeah. they may think it's already an upgrade to have Corian, yeah. right? Yeah. Versus yeah. having quartz. Yeah. I'm like, no, in this price range, it should have quartz. Yeah. That's where I say my job is at, right? Yeah. Like, even You're though, really good at that. Even though I'm they're the happy opposite. with it. Yeah. Yes. Even though they're happy with it and they're excited about it because it's yeah. better than what they're coming, coming from. from. Yeah. They don't know what they don't, don't know. know. It's my job to tell yeah. them what they, you know, like, yeah. hey, you know what? In this price point, I'm not going to let you want to really make an offer on that because in this price point, there should be some, you know, some quartz yeah. or some granite, right? Yeah, or so, ask for a lower right. price. That's my job yeah. as an agent. But again, that's not just Seasoned perspective. Agents. That's more of like, hey, this is what I know. This is what this I'm expertise. good at. This is what I do. You know, this this is why you hired me. You hired me to do this for you. Yeah. So that's wow. how I look at it. Even though they are coming and saying, oh, man, I'm coming from an apartment. Yeah, You know, there's some beautiful. cockroaches or whatever. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, so they walk about, yeah. girl, you know, cockroaches <laughs> up in here. So I get it. I, yeah. I, I just feel like as an expert in whatever you're doing, yeah. that's your job to kind of help people recognize that and yeah. see that. Yeah. So I love yeah. that. Well, thank you for that. Yeah. But you know, how are we doing on time here? Uh, we're good. Um, 
I, uh, I did buy some. Um, I thought we would. You guys could try some food or candy. Oh yeah, let me get some oh, yeah. of that. Let me see what's up. With yeah, that. I bought that from a, a Nepali re- uh, store. Okay. Okay. And uh, the guy told me the owner um, it was real nostalgic, so they used to eat this back in hometown. It's made in Nepal. Let oh. me let me give it a shot. Okay, yeah. reach for it. Can you grab me one too? Yeah. Okay. Speaking of childhood candy, we can we talk about that a little bit? So, what was your memory of childhood candy that you ate? Childhood candy that I ate. Mm-hmm. Mm. There used to be these uh, Asian. Um, <laughs> what do you call it? I have to go pee so bad. What? I do. I I just drink all that. Oh man, you got problems, girl. Can I, can we take a break? We take a quick break. Yeah. Okay. We're back from that bathroom break that I needed so badly because, you know, all that water intake. One of my goals is to drink a gallon of water a day, and I've been crushing it. So, congratulations. Crushing crushing in the toilet, too. Peeing three times a day. You do? No, I'm saying congratulations to you, peeing three times a day. Three times a day? More than that, huh? No, a lot more than three times a day. Yeah. So, no, I'm only three times a day. You need more water in your life, boy. (laughs) Shoot. I'm not thirsty, though. You, your lips tell you something different. <laughs> you just weren't you just talking about your chapped yeah, lips? Yeah, I know my lips are chapped. Chapped lips, lie. chapped hands, chapped feet. I mean, you need water in your life. For real, this winter just be killing me. You're you know thirsty, I mean? so thirsty. My lips are hella thirsty. <laughs> All right, well, we got some candy in my back pocket here. Yeah. Okay, so this it's called lacto. Does that mean it's like lacto intolerant? No, that's just oh, oh. it's a milk. It's, it's oh, a yeah. made of milk. Oh, uh, so la- yeah. okay. Lacto fun. fun. Ooh. Let's give it a shot. And it's ne- uh, Nepalese. Nepali. 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 Mm. Mm. It's got like this um, creamy. Mm. It kind of tastes like okay. So when I was little. Mm. We always got White Rabbit, the Asian candy, you know, with a film. Mm. Oh my gosh, that was the best. Kind of, kind of, no, it doesn't taste like that, but it, the richness kind it's of. It's got that creamy fit. The creamy, that, yeah. I think that's what it is. Yeah. It's really good. It's harder. The other one was more chewier. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just your, your, your nieces and nephews are here. <laughs> um, what is it? Okay, so but the white rabbit candy, can I yeah. talk about that for one second? Yeah, talk so about that. let's talk about that. So my childhood friend Heang, um, she got bullied. <laughs> she got bullied on the bus to bring her to bring this kid. His name was You can't be calling people's names out, can you? But I don't think I I'm not gonna say that. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Right. Well, I, sh- I, I, sh- I just don't want you to be putting people's names out there. But he wouldn't know. You don't know that. He might come knocking on your door, like, "Girl, you talking shit about me? Yeah. <laughs> Try oh. to bully you next." <laughs> well, he bullied her and was like, "You better bring me a piece of candy." And then she was like, "Okay." So the next day, you know, like being back in the day, when you think about it, we didn't have rides to the grocery store. Like we had to wait until our parents went. So she comes on the bus and he's like, "Where's my candy?" <laughs> She goes, she goes here. She hands him a white rabbit. 
And he, he probably goes, looked at that and was like, no, what the oh, hell no, is this? No, he opened it. I remember, I remember that. What the fuck is this? And I was like, <laughs> you're, we're like in elementary school, you know? So the bus <laughs> is where we learned all the things. I mean, everything you could imagine, we learned it on the bus. And so anyway, so he had a taste of white rabbit and he was not happy about it at all. Like, <laughs> And we're over here like, this is amazing stuff. Like you're mm. missing out. The white rabbit used to have the, like this film on the inside you can uh-huh. eat. It's oh, like a like a rice paper essentially that was mm-hmm. on the it melts in your mouth <laughs> yeah so yeah. yeah just when i we were trying this candy i just thought about what we had mm. you know and actually speaking about the bus yeah you know how i'm like scared of everything when i was little mm-hmm. um there's this kid <laughs> i'm not gonna say his name he came up to me and he was like he was asking a bunch of people things and then it got to me and i was not ready for it and he's like are you a virgin and i was like uh, no <laughs> you know what? Because the safest thing to say is what, no. <laughs> what kind? What kind of school bus was you on, girl? A hood one. Like I'm telling you, man. Like they they corrupted us. Yeah, I mean that's that's a school bus. Yeah, I mean, that is a school bus. Our I mean, kids. Our kids. Yes. I mean, <laughs> what did one of our kids come home and ask about? This one seller was in third grade. <laughs> Came home. He goes, "Hey, dad, what's a hooker?" I was like, fuck, dude. You kidding me? <laughs> we gonna have this conversation right that now? Crazy. I had no other way to explain to him. I go, uh, son, it's just somebody who sells their body parts. Body parts. <laughs> he was like, like literally He's a literal a, child. a month later he came back, he goes, Dad, like they cut their body parts and, yeah, and, very literal. and sell it. He's my child. I was like, shit, <laughs> man. I didn't even think how that was going to go, right? Yeah. It's so funny. You're talking about Sullivan on the bus. So another funny story about him. He's very, he's he looks just like you. Mm. Acts a lot like me. And so right now, him and I just That's because like, you raised him, right? Yeah. So like the first two, that was like all you. Yeah. The second two was, was all me. Uh, yeah, And that you can is tell true. in their characteristics. Yeah, you can tell. Mm-hmm. Except for Campbell's a lot like me too, though. There's, he's half and half, I think, out of all. He's a little soft, but he's super independent. Yes, He knows yes. what he's supposed to be doing. Yes. Okay, Sully. <laughs> <laughs> he has no, Sully has no favorites, right? Um, but uh, <laughs> No, I don't have any favorites. But, okay, so the funny story about Sully. I just favor the one that does what they're supposed to be doing. <laughs> so the funny story about Sullivan when he's on the bus. Um, Remember one time he came, got off the bus and he cried and we're like, what happened? You know, and he was like, somebody like, you know, made me get out of my seat. And he goes, I didn't want to get out of my seat. And then so you were like, of course, the dad that you are, you're like, well, you better tell him that, you know, you need to stand up for yourself. And I'm over Look here. And I was like, <laughs> solely like, think about it. He's your son is he's like shy doesn't know how to stand up for himself yet we haven't practiced that yet right so then of course like for me i was like let's role play sullivan let's 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 like kind of figure out what what when this happens again what are you gonna do right so we taught him right and then when we went to go live on this action <laughs> so he comes back, he's like move out of my seat and then he goes ah! <laughs> like, and i was like oh my god he's my child <laughs> Poor child. He's changed though. Like as a no, thirteen year old, he's, he's he's. I mean, he's getting through that. He's getting the testosterone now. You know what I mean? Yeah, he comes in thinking he's, he's hard to, shit, yeah. like trying to and beat up. What it is, yeah. and you become, and you become. He'll a, test you, a, a teenager. Mm-hmm. Like I can. Oh, beat he could test me all he wants. He already know. He can catch those hands too. <laughs> I might be a forty-one year old man, but I don't play no games. Mm, that's so funny. So. Oh gosh, you know, it's just so it's so neat to be go back and relive really our childhood. And then I would love to interview our children to hear, well, not all of them yet, because I think some are still in their childhood, but like someone like Solomon, since he's 13, I want to know 
like what he remembers from like when he was younger. Yeah. And his thoughts and his feelings. He'll tell you. I don't remember anything until after four years old is when I woke up. Really? Yeah. Ask him. That's crazy. So yeah. wait. He says he doesn't remember anything as a like a young, young baby. So how about you? What do you remember? I don't remember a lot until we start talking about a bunch of stuff. But a lot, I, 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 I remember a lot of stuff. <laughs> I remember a lot of bad stuff. <laughs> That's crazy. See, but I we mean, grew up different lives. Like yeah. I mean, again, we have way different experience. Yeah, I, I remember. Up, I have a lot of brothers, okay? So a lot of older brothers. And let me remind you, I was born in the 80s, and they were teenagers and almost young adults in the 80s. So that means I've seen a lot of rock and roll, curly hair, tight clothes. I've seen a lot of females, you know, and that's just how I grew up. That's because yeah. I had a lot of, I've seen a lot of that. I only saw that on MTV. No, I was living MTV. <laughs> Like, you want to talk about, you know, the real shit, like, literally. See, and I didn't see that. So that's so interesting. Yeah. I, Yeah. And I thought I knew everything because I saw it on MTV and no. BET. And... They lived that rock and roll life. I mean, it was it was wild. So, yeah. And I was, I had front row seats to it. It's yeah. crazy. But... And then you met me. Yeah. Then I met you and had to teach you the same things. <laughs> <laughs> that That's what life is. There's real life shit out there that... Again, goes back to perspective, right? Mm -hmm. We all have different perspectives yeah. in life. That's what shapes us. Yeah. You're different. Yeah. I'm different. And all we can do is share those experiences yeah. and hope that um, we, all that we can all learn it. from each other. Yeah. Right? I yeah. think that's like the most amazing thing of it all is that, yeah. and it teaches you not to judge because like I've mm -hmm. learned, so I, I, I love you so much and I like I, I admire a lot of things about you. Thank you. I love you too. <laughs> Um, but it, it, it really, before I met you, I lived a judgmental life, mm -hmm. you know, and you came along in my life to ha help me unlearn a lot of things that I was taught, yeah. you know, and that's, and I always say to the kids, I'm like, you guys are so lucky. You guys get to have two sets of, well, not two sets of two different parents that yeah. is, um, able to come together to really take a little bit of both of our childhood and our upbringing mm -hmm. and and um, duplicating that for our own families, you know? Absolutely. And um, we, in our family, we have a really open communication with our kids. It's always something that I've always strived for because I remember before we had kids, I said to you, I said, hey, there's just two things that I want. I want to make sure that we sleep in the same room because growing up, I saw all my, I saw my parents, I saw my, my friends' parents, that are Cambodian, they all lived in or slept in separate rooms. That must be a Cambodian thing. I think it might I, be. I mean, my, my parents. Linda, did your parents sleep in the same room? See? Yeah. Your parents don't eat. <gasps> That's a first. Really? Since I was really? You're kidding me. See? My parents all slept together. I, I remember my parents. I would get up at about. <laughs> your stories. I don't want to talk. <laughs> I'd get up at about six, you know, five thirty in the morning. This is when cartoons were on Saturday, you know, and I'd wake up and I'd always catch my parents talking in the bed. Um, I think they were talking, but talking in the bed. So, but you know, I would, you know, I'd wake up and I'd watch cartoons, and my dad come out about probably on the Saturday about seven thirty, and he'd be like, you know, just get about his business and um, make coffee and whatnot. I think that's where I learned my. 
habitual habits as yeah, well as, you know. Because that's what you do. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. So. Yeah, that's interesting. Because, that is interesting. I did not know that. Huh. So, like, for me, I, I said that to Soli because I'm like, I don't know what it is. I, don't, I definitely don't want to, like, live in separate rooms because I've seen that growing up. Mm-hmm. And then I said another thing was, like, and when our kids get to that weird age, which I believe is, like, the teen years, I was like, can you please just make sure you talk to them and, like, don't, like, disregard them because it's, like, you guys can't, like, see eye to eye. This is so long ago. Yo. I don't mean to interrupt you, but this candy in the middle of it has coconut. Mm, That's what it tastes like. I think it's coconut that I'm tasting more so than anything. Fire. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That sounds good. But yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, so I I remember saying that to you. Like, I want you to make sure. Sh- I want to make sure that you, as a father, because that's all I saw in my around my environment was that my brothers in law, my brothers, just all of a sudden just stopped talking to their kids, and I could not pin at the time. I couldn't pinpoint what it was, but I just knew that's what I was like. Can you please be that that man that like still talks to them, you know? And then. Um, as I've gotten older, I'm starting to understand that a lot of the men in our lot in our families, they didn't have that from the, their fathers, you know, like my dad and stuff like that, right? And so, like, when you don't get that yourself, it's really hard to um, deliver that to your children, you know, because you haven't been practicing that with it's your a generational own thing. Yeah, it really is. And yeah. so, for me, that was so important. And mm-hmm. that's why, like, when my brothers would be like, "Oh, you do all this and do all that to you for me," you know, and yeah. they like, they're like, "I would, I never did that." You know, take so much pride in that yeah when in reality that someone has to come in and break that generational you know cycle well, i mean that's of, what we're taught yeah at the end of the day, i think that yeah um you know you're just taught certain things and it, yeah. it has to do with not just generation it has to do with also Cultures. our culture mm-hmm. um of what you know what's Norms. expected of men and women mm-hmm. or kids or adults yeah um and that's just something that it, we've always carried into real life. But yeah. as you start to understand that you have a choice mm-hmm. to do what you want to do, to make things change, to have a life that you want, yes, then that's when you can make the changes and adjust as you go and see what works best for you. What works for me doesn't work for everybody. everybody. Exactly. And um, what works for everybody doesn't may not work for me. So yeah. that's, that's how I, I live my life is that I live what works best for me. And in turn, if other people can enjoy it and be around in that, you know, in that same life, yeah. then, hey, so be it. Great. We can all have a good time together. But right. that's that's the way I live my life is that I'm going to do what I can to um, enjoy my life to the fullest for me. And then in turn, if other people feel the same way and they are also having their best life and we're all the energies together then awesome. That's, that's energy, right? Like literally everybody, you're doing your thing. You're happy. You're Mm -hmm. doing your thing. You're happy. You know, I'm doing my thing. I'm happy. And we all come together and still be happy. Yeah. That's how I do real estate. Same thing. Yeah. I don't walk away from it. If both parties are walk away from a transaction, they're both happy. Then guess what? (laughs) We just had a successful transaction. So exactly. that's I'm exactly how I feel with everything else. Yeah. You walk away from, from your conversation. You walk away from whatever it is. Both Feeling light, happy. you know, and even yeah. sitting here when we first started this podcast, I was, I was, before we got started, I was so excited. I had all these stories to talk about and all these topics. Then I, I told get, her to stop talking or she's going to run out of things to talk about. <laughs> then I get in the seat and then put the headphones on. I was like, oh, oh the TV's on me now. Um, but it's so crazy. Like after here, just talking, it feels so natural. It feels so light. It feels amazing. It feels like yep. it just feels 
I don't know. I don't know how to get this. Feels good. Feels good. Yeah, it feels really good to be able to open up and kind of get to know you a little bit more um, where you come from. And then obviously, you know, I kind of am learning about myself as well. Married too, 19 so. years and you're still changing. Well, oh no, married. Married uh, 17, 17 years. Sorry. July. Yeah, I just lose count. You know what I mean? You get, I this, know. You get this far along in a relationship. It's I know. Like literally just a relationship. I remember that you said you, this too because your mom passed away. Um, yeah. When you were 19. No, I was 20. I was 20 years old. Oh, okay. So then old, then what you said was not true then because you said um, my mom was a mom longer to you than your mom was. Yeah. Then, uh, then she true. was alive. Yeah. That's very, not true very close. Very, very close. Yeah. yeah. So very close. Yeah. So no, I am. I am enjoying this mm. session. Thanks for the candy. This fire. Mm-hmm. Fire. Yeah. Um, I think we're good with time. Okay. I think, I think uh, the first episode. So. <laughs> Should we say bye to anything? Um, yeah, you guys any um, you guys want to plug any social medias or websites? Uh, you can go first. Okay. Um, thank you so much for tuning in to our very first podcast. I hope that you were inspired, that you were able to relate to us, and stay tuned for more episodes. In the meantime, if you want to go to our Instagram, um, what is that thing called? Not, is it That's handle? Right. The handle. Um, the handle is the gardening of storytelling. Yeah, that's the gar- awesome. Was it the gardening of storytelling or the garden? I don't know. You made it. The, gar- <laughs> the garden of yeah. storytelling. Oh yes. my god! Yeah, the garden. Yeah, I was a little confused. I thought I, I misheard it, so that's why I didn't say anything. Yeah. Oh, so it's the garden. Yeah. What have what so have you been at saying? The garden of storytelling. Yeah, the gar. Yeah, so it's at the garden of storytelling. Yep. And then, um, yeah, guys, I hope you guys can uh, just find some value in what we're discussing and that you guys can relate this some way to your life and that you can take away something that you didn't know or you do know and can add on. I mean, shoot us a DM. I mean, you can hit me up on Just Sully as well on my IG or The Garden of Storytelling and um, we can discuss some more and go over topics. I mean, I'd love to have some questions um, uh, asked of us so that we can maybe discuss this on the next podcast. Yeah, Yeah, we'll we'll have everything in the description um, and the email that people could contact us. Okay, that'd be awesome. Awesome. Have a lovely day, y'all. Yes. All right. Bye.